the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. I hope everyone is being careful out there as you drive home. Be safe. Getting mad at someone doesn't help. (laughs) Just be calm. And you know what? If they cut you off, no big deal. No big deal. Jesus has got this. God's got this. You're in his hands. And so just just take care of yourself out there. You know, I didn't know if I was going to make it today. Got here at the last minute. I like to come in and and preach live to you all. But um, I, my ministry is just my passion. I don't derive any income from it. My, I earn a living being a lawyer, and I was in the woodlands taking a deposition this afternoon, and I didn't know if I was going to make it, but I did, so praise God. Father God, we just come to you with just uh, such gratitude. Thank you for helping me get here today. Uh, thank you for letting me wake up this morning. Uh, thank you for your grace and forgiveness. Please keep everyone safe out there. and. Uh, We ask for your healing grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so the name of this show is The Transformative Power of Christ, because that's something that I have lived. I didn't always live. Jesus wasn't always number one in my life. And when I surrendered my life to him, everything changed. It was truly truly transformative. So today, the title of my message is Life-Changing Words of Love and Encouragement from Jesus. All right, so you may say out there, you may be driving and you may say, well, I've read the Bible multiple times. I read it once through every year, or I've read the Gospels, you know, 20 times. I know what Jesus said. But do you know, in 1936, Dale Carnegie wrote a book called Winning Friends and Influencing People. And uh, we need to win friends into the kingdom. We need to attract people into the kingdom. And to do that, we've got to have Jesus' words in our DNA. And I'm going to explain a little bit more about what what I mean by that. But in that book, uh, Dale Carnegie said, the rapidity with which we forget things is astonishing. People need repetition. And in order to really live, to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, and to, to imitate Christ as the Bible asks us to do, we should go over his words again and again. So today, let me give you a little roadmap. We're going to say why, we're going to talk about why did Jesus's words matter when he spoke them, not just his deeds and his acts and healing people, but why does his why did his words matter so much? Then the bulk of the message is going to be the actual words by topic that Jesus spoke into our lives, because you see those words that he spoke two thousand years ago, they're just as powerful today. This Bible I'm holding in my hand right now is a living, breathing, you know, incredible gift to mankind and those words we can use them to, to, to when you're down when you're upset when you're angry when you're sad to lift you out of whatever you're doing to guide you to encourage you so those words were spoken down the millenniums to us today 
And then the last thing we're going to speak on is how do we benefit from his words in our own lives and use them to impact others? Because that's what we're called to do on this earth. So why did Jesus' words matter so much? Well, that's what we have today. You know, it was pretty easy for the disciples who were walking with him and observing him do the miracles that he performed to understand who he was. They saw him heal people. They saw him love people. They saw him take care of people, and they saw where his priorities were, and they saw what his gospel was, what what his message was, what his his being was all about. And even then, of course, they're human beings, and they didn't, Peter denied him three times, but that's another sermon. But in any event, they saw who he was. But what we have is his words. And they're so powerful when we when we look at his words. And, you know, in preparing this message, I went through and just read the red letter version of my Bible and I picked them out, you know, and that's a that's a kind of a really cool thing to do because it really gives you a sense, the essence of God. God is love and you feel the power of those words of love as you go through them. So that's why they matter. That's what has been handed down. Jesus spoke those words to his disciples and, you know, it, I, I'm always fascinated by when he chose to come to Earth. There wasn't any Internet. There wasn't any radio. There wasn't any television. The, you know, he went into a, one little corner of the world and picked 12 ordinary people, and he changed the world. It's just so magnificent. It is so magnificent. And, and the way he did it is through his words, because they, they show a, an agape love, a, a radical kind of love that had never been preached before because they were from God. So we're going to go through these topics, and the first one uh, of different things that he said, and I picked these out. You know, I could have picked a lot more, but we've, we've got a limited time here. So the first topic is follow me. In Mark one seventeen, Jesus said, come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. These were ordinary people, ordinary fishermen, just people like you and me that he said this to. He told them that he was going to show them that he could take the skills and abilities that they already possessed, which we already possess today, and take what he taught them and utilize them for a greater work than they'd ever imagined. And he can still do that today through these words that are passed down in this powerful Bible. In Luke nine twenty three, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, I love this scripture, if anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves Pick up their cross daily and follow me. My point here is Jesus will take what you already have, and if you believe in him and truly follow him, he will use you to change the world. We all have that capacity. We all have that capacity. It's a ripple effect. These disciples went out and they spread out over the the known world at that time, and they affected people everywhere they went. And then those people affected people. And we've got that opportunity today in this time of indecision and COVID and and governments, you know, this antagonism that we have in our society. We need to turn to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, and follow his words for a change instead of our own. Next topic is my yoke is easy in Matthew 11, 29 through 30. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in my heart. And you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. His yoke was a curriculum of love. 
It was his basic approach to spiritual life. And all through the, the, the Gospels, we see that Jesus is in conflict with the Pharisees, the legalistic people of the time that were the judgmental people. You know, the ones that thought they were better than everybody else, as we see, for example, in Luke chapter 18. And they placed a burden on people with their legalistic way to life, with their hypocrisy. In contrast, Jesus promised that his way to God was not a set of burdensome rules, but rather was based on love and forgiveness. And if you come to my church, you're going to hear this scripture over and over again. Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, and we're his ambassadors on earth, and that's what we're here to do. That's our passion. That's why we've opened a church plant in the middle of Houston. It's a tough area to break into, particularly in a pandemic. Uh, But we're slowly growing, slowly growing. We're a Bible-based, non-denominational, spirit-filled recovery church. You say, well, I'm not in recovery. I don't need that. Everyone's recovering from something. The Bible's a book about recovery. I don't care if it's anger because the guy just cut you off or it's a depression or if it's you just got out of a relationship or you had a divorce or you can't forgive yourself for something you did. We're all recovering. We all need fellowship. We all need brothers, brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, if you come to my church, I'm going to greet you at the front. Everybody knows everybody's name. You know, we're all struggling to be better people and do a better job of following Jesus, but you won't be judged. You'll be loved. So Jesus... The point here is we'll never use shame to beat submission out of you. He uses sacrificial love. Jesus isn't interested in perfect people. He's interested in an intimate relationship with you. And that's what we want at our church. So come join us. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street. You know, we offer something different than most churches. We we meet at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. That means you, even if you belong to a church, you love your church, you could come worship with us and spend more time in the house of the Lord. There used to be more Sunday night services. 6 p.m., 240, right in the heart of the Heights, 240 West 18th Street, 77008. Okay, the next topic is Jesus' love knows no bounds. In John fifteen twelve through 17, Jesus said, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. This is my command love one another. So that's throughout the Bible. God is love. It's throughout the Gospels, it's throughout the New Testament. Jesus came to love you. You know, he simply said it. Love your, the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. So that's something else you're going to hear if you come to my church. That is our church. And that is love. Jesus is love. It's an agape love beyond anything that we can imagine on earth. It's wonderful. It's so. It feels so good to be basked in his love. And we haven't even gotten a little taste of it here yet on earth. The next topic that I picked out that Jesus told people or promoted was, you can do it. Jesus said in John 14, 12, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. You know, Jesus did some pretty amazing things. He promised his disciples that because he was going to the Father and he was from the Father, that they could do amazing things as well. 
You know, John eight thirty six says, Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Matthew nineteen twenty six, Jesus said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. You know, Jesus will do incredible things with your life when you fully surrender to his love and make yourself available to him. How many of us are sometimes just not available to Jesus? We want to keep this little part of our life over here in in the proverbial closet and and our secret. and We're not going to let him in on that. Everything else, we're going to go to church on Sunday. We're going to follow most of the rules, but this little pornography or this little affair we're having or this little problem we have with alcohol, we're not going to give it to him. We want to keep that for ourselves. When you fully surrender your life, Jesus will do incredible things with it. And you can do it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. Jesus said, promised, I will give you the right words. You know, in Mark sixteen fifteen, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. That's what we feel a calling to do at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. You know, if you want to email me, you can email me at Pastor John, that's J-O-N, Pastor John at N-C-C, Greater Heights, like I'm afraid of heights, Greater Heights, or I want to do greater things, greaterheights.org, O-R-G. That's Pastor John, J-O-N, at N-C-C, greaterheights.org. In John fourteen sixteen through 17, Jesus said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. John fourteen eighteen. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He told us, he promised us that we'd have the Holy Spirit in our lives. He dwells inside us. It's so incredible. If you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, all you got to do is ask. Get down on your knees and pray to God. I want the Holy Spirit. You know that that we don't save people or change their hearts. I can't save anybody. Uh, you know, I can't change. But what we can do is by being obedient, we can introduce people to Jesus in positive ways and allow the Holy Spirit to work through us to touch their hearts and minds. That's our job. Just tell them about our Jesus. It's so cool. It's so wonderful. But he's the one, it's super, that supernatural power, that's what's going to change hearts and minds. That's what's going to bring people into the kingdom. And Jesus knew in his time that his followers would be marginalized, demonized, and ostracized. He told them not to worry about how they would respond. The Spirit would give them the right words when they needed them. The words in our response today should be patient and loving, letting the light of Christ shine. He'll take care of everything else. The Holy Spirit will speak through you if you let go and let him. The next topic is, I've got your back. You know, Jesus told his disciples, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And then later down in the scripture, he said, you know the way to the place where I'm going. If you know Jesus Christ, you know in your heart, you know the place where he's going. You know that without a shadow of doubt that where you're going to end up spending eternity. And Jesus didn't want his disciples to have to worry about the eternal question. He wanted them to know without a doubt where they would end up after this life was over. This way they could focus completely on the mission he gave them. His radical message of love and reassurance enabled them to go boldly forth and literally 
change the world. Do you know that Jesus, this is one way we know that Jesus is the son of, of God from the true God as opposed to the false prophets. And Anyway, I don't want to talk bad about anybody else, but I want to talk good about my Jesus. But do you know that he's the only one that's ever preached love your enemies? That kind of radical love that when the disciples saw him, the radical love that he that he that he preached and that he taught and the way he healed people and the way he loved them, they were able to just let go and not worry about things. And and they needed that kind of energy and that kind of boldness to do what they did, in this little bitty corner of the world. And he left. And he left them there to do his work. And look where it spread to everything in our society now. If you think about it, is is the ethos is, is our Christianity. Now that's changing, and that's not good. We need to bring more people back to the kingdom. You know, I read an article the other day that for the first time in American history, less than 50% of people identify as with a membership of a particular church. You know, if you're one of those, you're missing out. You know, if you come to our church Man, the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of the Holy Spirit is just was was palpable, you know, last night. You just feel the love and the energy in the air. Again, we're a small church plant, but we got room to spread out if you're still worried about COVID in our sanctuary. But you know, you're gonna hear some some you're gonna really have enjoy praise and worship and feel uplifted in your spirit. From the moment you walk in, we're gonna love on you. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, we're a spirit-filled, Bible-based, that's critical, Bible-based, non-denominational recovery church. Again, not just drugs and alcohol and things like that, but recovery from life, from everything. You know, because of Jesus, you don't have to worry about death. Jesus has prepared a place for you in heaven. Amen? Jesus gives us peace. My peace I give you, Jesus says. Jesus fourteen twenty seven, John fourteen twenty seven. Jesus said, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid." Then I love this scripture, John sixteen thirty three. In this world you will have trouble. Oh, I know about that. I think we all do. <laughs> we all do. But Jesus said, "But take heart. I have overcome the world." Hallelujah. Amen. You know, as believers, we have that peace that surpasses all understanding. Listen, since I came to the Lord, I still have problems in my life. Of course I do. But now they just don't bother me the way they did. They seemed insurmountable before. But that scripture I I quoted before, with man, things are impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. You know, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, John 3.17. So we know that Jesus died for our sins and rose on the third day to provide us with the promise of eternal life. When you've got that, even when you go through sorrow, even when you go through difficulty, even when you lose a loved one, you've got peace because you know there's going to be a great reunion with him someday, which is wonderful and that God's still got plans for you on earth. He's still got a mission for you. So therefore, as believers and children of the Most High God, we have that peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus promised that we would always have power. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible, Jesus said, But you will receive power 
when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Amen. Jesus promised his disciples that they would have all the power they needed to accomplish their life mission. You know that you have a mission in life? God's got a purpose for you. Seek it. Spend time with him praying for that purpose, to discover that purpose. That power came from God, and it propelled them into the world to change the world forever. You know, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And in that passage, it's talking about the early church. The early church was so pure. They didn't have the division we have today. We've got all these different doctrines, and people get upset about it and everything. You know what you need to know? You need to know that God is love. You need to know that Jesus died for your sins. You need to know that he rose on the third day, and that's the promise of eternal life. You know, the other stuff can be pretty, it can be important, of course. We need to obey the Ten Commandments. But that's what binds us as Christians. If we're going to bring people into the kingdom, we need to stop being divisive on Facebook, about other other churches and what they may or may not believe. And this church believes that, you know, you've got to dress this way. And No, I want, if you come to our church, we're going to love you, encourage you. Of course, we're going to try to teach you to obey what Jesus says, because that's going to give you a better life. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come that they have, come, have life and have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus isn't out there telling you to do this stuff because he wants to get you in trouble. It's because he knows what's good for us. He's God's a good father. So anyway, Acts 2, I got off on a tangent, sorry. Acts two forty two through 47 is just so beautiful. You know, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Anyway, I'm going to to, uh, summarize. But they were all filled with awe and wonder, and they all helped each other. When somebody was in need, they sold property, did whatever they did. Every day they came together and were glad with sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And here's the key, how this passage ends. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I gave a talk at our men's meeting the other day about unity. God wants a church that's unified, a house that's divided cannot stand. God wants us to stand together as Christians in this difficult and declining world, not to judge them, not to to hate on people, not to say because you believe this or you believe that. You know, I got got something for you, you know, if you your faith is in Joe Biden, if your faith is in Donald Trump, your faith is in the wrong place. Your faith needs to be in Jesus Christ. I'm not telling you not to be political and vote who you think best reflects your faith or your ideas. You should. But neither party is perfect. Neither party is biblical. That's not where you're. They're always going to disappoint you. But God won't when you put your faith in him. So Jesus gives us the spiritual strength to live strong, confident lives and make a lasting impact on the world. When the church is unified in faith and mission, our message is amplified exponentially. Love each other. That's what Jesus wants. Jesus gave us a roadmap for life. In Matthew seven twenty four. therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And they will. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Jesus told us in Matthew 25, 40, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And in Luke 18, 14, he said, For all those who exalt themselves 
will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You know, if you're confused about life, if you're down, if you're discouraged, if you're just not satisfied, go back and read the Sermon on the Mount. It's the greatest exposition on moral living that was ever given. Among other things that Jesus taught, he taught us how to live as a Christian. He teaches on being the light of Christ, the salt of the earth. I'm running out of time. Sorry, I'm talking fast. Not being judgmental, on on avoiding immoral acts, purifying our thoughts, on loving others, including our enemies, divorce, charity, focusing on treasures in heaven rather than earth, on identifying true and false prophets and disciples, on fear, and even regarding the proper way to pray. It is a wonderful sermon. Read the words of Jesus and meld them into your heart. Last topic, I will never leave you. Jesus said when he gave us his mission, he said, Matthew twenty eight eighteen through 20, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. No matter where life takes you, Jesus always goes before you and is always walking by your side. If you feel lonely tonight, you're not really alone. Jesus Christ is there with you. Take his hand. Let him show you how to live. Let him guide you, comfort you. That's what he wants for you. Listen, we're, we've got a loving, encouraging, guiding church. We're doing the best we can at just show you the love of Jesus through our actions, not just our words. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, in the middle of the town, 77008. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled recovery church. Don't get tripped up by that, because everyone's recovering from something. We're all dealing from the troubles that Jesus talked about in this life. And we'd like to help you overcome those troubles. We'd like to teach you how to use these words of Jesus in your life in a meaningful way so that you too are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. We love you at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.